This is David Schreiner-Khan, president of Tanda Strategic Partners. I'm also the host of the business podcast, Smashing the Plateau, and you're listening to Act Local Marketing for Small Business. Act Local Marketing for Small Business, episode 124. And there's no stopping us right now. I feel so close to you right now. Welcome to Act Local, marketing for small business with your host, Kaylin Amadio. Kaylin helps smart, savvy, and motivated business owners like you kick it up a notch online, even if you've tried and been disappointed before, or technology just isn't your thing. Act Local will leave you with more ideas, more understanding, and more knowledge about why and how harnessing the internet gives you the power to bring your business to the next level. Whether you need help with online media, social media, video, or mobile marketing, Act Local will guide you into the 21st century with easy tips, tricks, and techniques that get your local business seen and heard. Each week, Kaylin features a new tip you can use today, as well as a range of guest experts who are passionate about helping local business owners thrive. And now here's your host, digital media maven, Kaylin Amadio. Welcome to Act Local, marketing for small business. This is episode 124, and I'm the boomer gal, Kaylin Amadio. Here on Act Local Marketing every week, I try and share a strategy with you that I call today's takeaway, where you get one action item, at the very least, that you can walk away with now to implement and grow your business. And I also invite every week a special guest expert to help you with some form or fashion, an aspect of your business's growth. Today's guest is a branding expert, and not just branding, but some of the psychology behind branding and what small business is getting wrong. So you don't want to miss this. I love learning what makes people tick. Why do we react as we do to certain colors or words? The science of psychology is a large part of branding success that Big companies have had the pulse of forever. I love reading articles about it, and I do find it fascinating. Understanding the human mind is one aspect of marketing that designers rely on to create branding advantages in a crowded marketplace. When I'm looking for interesting content to share in social media, I'm often drawn to articles about color psychology. Colors evoke emotional responses from us, and those emotional responses can really impact positively or negatively your customers' reactions to your business. Take this into account when designing collateral, you know, print material that you might be leaving behind, and most especially your logo. Let's get to today's takeaway. I did promise you an action item that you could take with you now so that you could grow your business, and here it is. Take these well-known branding and color psychology truths into account. It may be time to reevaluate your logo or time to have a professional logo designed if you have not taken that step yet. So picture in your mind's eye the color wheel, the primary colors of red, blue, and yellow, red, blue, and yellow, when you combine each of them with their neighbor, right, they create purple, green, and orange. And just as a compass has north and west bisected by northwest, some compasses even mark north 
northwest and west northwest well color wheels do the same you know there's an infinite variety of combining that you can do to come up with all those different shades of color so if you combine green with a little more yellow or a little more blue you can begin to imagine the spectrum of color that's available to you in terms of psychology red is energetic and bold and courageous blue is considered wise and sincere and responsible yellow suggests a warmth and clarity and optimism on the secondary level of colors purple is youthful energetic exciting green always suggests balance and harmony prosperity growth while orange is social and optimistic and confident finding the right color to represent your business can actually alter the way consumers feel take a look at your logo's color palette and decide if it's really conveying the right message on a psychological level it may be time for a redo drop me a line to ask at actlocalmarketing.com and I'll point you in the right direction for finding gifted graphic artists who can turn your business's essence into a visual logo that sends just the right message. And that is today's takeaway. Please connect with me. Find me out on Facebook, Twitter, Google+, YouTube, Pinterest, LinkedIn. I'm in all of those places and you can usually find me by searching my name. Kaylin Amadio, K-A-L-Y-N-N-A-M-A-D-I-O. And please tell your social media followers about Act Local Marketing. Subscribe to the podcast over there on iTunes. Leave me a review for any episode that you've listened to. Those reviews really help me get noticed. And that way I can get in front of more busy boomer business owners, as I always like to say, just like you, so that we can expand the economy by all growing our businesses together. Let's all row in the same direction. It's time for a short break. And when we get back, my guest Mitch Dowell is here. And he's stepping to the front of the room. So stay tuned. Tax Local is the place where busy entrepreneurs like you gain more ideas, more understanding, and more knowledge about why and how harnessing the Internet gives them the power to bring their business to the next level. Kaylin returns after a short break with more strategies and techniques to develop your inner warrior. We'll be right back. Hey, Act Local fans, this is Kaylin Amadio, and I have an exciting announcement. Today, October 7th, 2014, I'm launching a new podcast to celebrate the realization of a dream. You've heard me speak often on Act Local about the book I've been writing. Well, that book is becoming a reality. I have a contract to publish The Boomer's Ultimate Guide to Social Media. Soon, baby boomers everywhere will have all my strategies and guidelines in one swell book that'll help them build a map to social media success. To help promote The Boomer's Ultimate Guide to Social Media and subsequent books in this series, I've put together The Boomer's Ultimate Guide podcast, where boomers like me and like you can come together to learn, share, and grow a thriving business and a vibrant life. This podcast is 30 minutes in length and comes in both audio and video formats. I interview guest experts on business, finance, health, wellness, longevity, food, sex, dating, and more. 
You don't want to miss this next chapter in my life because I'm going to help you live yours more fully. Check out Boomer's Ultimate Guide Podcast.com. So close to you right now. Welcome to Act Local, marketing for small business with your host, Kaylin Amadio. Kaylin helps smart, savvy, and motivated business owners like you kick it up a notch online, even if you've tried and been disappointed before, or technology just isn't your thing. Act Local will leave you with more ideas, more understanding, and more knowledge about why and how harnessing the internet gives you the power to bring your business to the next level. And now here's your host, digital media maven, Kaylin Amadio. Welcome back. This is Kaylin Amadio, and you are listening to Act Local Marketing for Small Business. And I want to introduce you to today's guest. As promised, here is Mitch Dowell. He is the founder and creative director of Branding Experiences, which is a marketing branding and design company in the Baltimore, D.C. metro area. Mitch started his corporate marketing career in 1997, working for a variety of startups during the dot-com and the post-dot-com boom. Among many marketing disciplines, his primary focus is on the initial visual branding experience. Branding experiences is, as you can guess, more than just a company name. He says it's a mindset and one that every small business and underdog brand should adopt. Mitch is here today to help explain what that's all about, and I can't wait to hear more about it because we got to learn how to leverage that mindset to better make a connection with the target audience, and that's what we love talking about here at Act Local Marketing. Mitch, it's a pleasure to meet you. Hi, Kaylin. How are you? I am great. Thank you for making time for us. Thank you. Now, when I meet someone for the first time, I always ask them to share with uh, share with the audience their entrepreneurial journey, and I always say in a nutshell, as if it weren't hard enough. So, can you give us, you know, the short version of of how you came to be doing what you're doing? Okay, short version. Um, I spent about 15, 16, 17 years in the uh, high tech startup world doing marketing, wearing all kinds of hats, uh, as you can imagine. And in the Great Recession, when millions of us were getting laid off, um, tens of thousands of us started our own businesses. And that is what started my journey about five years ago. So that's that's uh, a very that sounds like a very common story. I've heard it so many times. This what do they call it now? They call it the Great Recession. You know, like yes. the Great Depression, the Great Recession. So many businesses started in uh, 2008 because of that. So uh, we're all swimming in the same pool. Yep, we are indeed. Yeah. So I'm in, very interested in this topic, and I like uh, your approach with branding experiences. That it's a mindset. I have always been fascinated by. I guess psychology maybe is the right word. You know, why why do we do what we do? What what is it in our brains that sort of causes us to make the decisions we we do? And um, I find it very fascinating. It's not something that I, I studied formally. It's something that I I like to look at informally. Um, and I have a feeling that that it's a lot of that psychology that makes a difference in terms of our branding experiences. Quite frankly. Mm-hmm. And when you think about sales or marketing and, or public relations, all of that is very psychological in nature. Um, you know, if you walk down the aisle of a grocery store, there are all kinds of products on both sides of you screaming for your attention. And um, 
you know, we don't always pick the uh, the best product off the shelf. We pick the one that is the most appealing to us or the one that makes the most connection to us. Um, we, we grew up uh, throughout our childhood watching the television uh, commercials between the Saturday cartoons. And it's the same thing there. We got bombarded by the jingles and by the, um, you know, the colors of the product or the packaging. And uh, it's something that's, that's been ingrained in us and is in our DNA as a culture uh, and, and has been for many years. Yeah, there's no getting around it. I, I remember um, I had a job in, in college putting calendars together for a few weeks and somehow we ended up talking about toothpaste and I don't don't ask me why but I remember a guy I didn't even know him but talking about toothpaste brands Crest came up and he said oh another lifetime Crest user <laughs> and and it was the way he said it that made me stop and think wow you know I am a lifetime Crest user I still do you know I'm 51ish <laughs> and I still use Crest it's the only it's, toothpaste I've ever really used. It's funny you mention that because I remember sitting in the dentist chair about, I don't know, five, ten years ago, and I asked my dentist a similar question. I'm like, look, there are so many toothpastes out on the market. You know, this one whitens, this one, you know, helps your gums or whatever. Uh, with all of these choices, you know, what, uh, you know, cut through the clutter here. What, you know, which one is the best? And he, he's like, take a pick. They're all pretty much the same. Of course, I heard that from from a dentist, but if I were to ask, you know, Procter and Gamble or Johnson and Johnson or whoever makes these toothpaste, they would give me their own specific marketing pitch. And you're right. It is about, um, brand loyalty. Mm -hmm. Uh, if you grew up on crest, then you're probably going, going to, uh, to be lean towards that brand throughout their brand evolutions and brand extensions right. over the years. Yeah. I, um, I guess unless something traumatic happens, you know, to you because of the brand, you have no reason to give it up. Right. Um, for example, I'm, I'm drinking a Pepsi here at my desk. Uh, my wife is from Georgia, which is home of Coca-Cola. We have this Coke versus Pepsi debate in the household <laughs> for, you know, it just never goes away. But, um, but, you know, there's that, that brand loyalty there that, that is ingrained at us at a very early age. Right. And it, it right. just goes with, uh, the territory of, of being in our culture. Yeah, I, I can imagine. How, how uh, well, this is a this is a loaded question, and it's probably not an easy question to answer. Mm -hmm. But, you know, how does a brand go about subliminally influencing us? I'm sure well, there's yeah. a lot to it, but there is there is a lot to it. And but it but the the basics of it is pretty easy to understand, because when you think about it, we make our purchase decisions, not just based on what a product does or what product it's going to solve, but also how that, that purchase decision is going to make us feel. For example, I, I like to use the, uh, the example of buying a car, you know, all cars have four tires and a steering wheel and they get us from point A to point mm -hmm. B, but you've got so many makes and models in the market. And, and it's funny, you've got all of these stereotypes that are now associated with certain makes and models like, uh, um, you know, there was, someone brought up the example of a secretary's car, which is more of like a you know four door sedan in the mid price range. Um, or you've got um, um, cars that evoke freedom and independence, like a Jeep or a convertible or a mm -hmm. motorcycle, and they may appeal to a certain demographic. Um, you know, you can use uh, technology, for example. We want to be organized and productive, so we'll go out and buy these apps or these these software products that may make us feel more organized, 
when the issue may not be technology, it may just be self-discipline. <laughs> but they're making us feel. Have you met my husband? <laughs> I, I've looked in the mirror. I've I've fallen into the trap of uh, of, of this technology uh, productivity uh, thing. But um, that's so funny. You're you're absolutely yeah. describing my husband. Back in the days when label makers were popular, he thought if we had a label maker then suddenly we'd be organized. And I'm like, honey, the, <laughs> right. the label maker's not going to do it. You know, it's you. It's you and all your papers laying around. Right. That's but, funny. But if these things weren't important to us, you know, going back to the cars, we'd all be driving the same cars. And so we all have our own individual styles, our own individual tastes, and, and that's reflected in in the purchasing uh, behavior that we we all right. expose ourselves to. So so for a small business, um, you know, recognizing some of those those trends and those behavioral patterns in your target audience is the first step that you need to do in in creating those experiences yourself. Um, is recognizing, you know, what is so emotional about your particular target audience and in their decision or their their desire to buy a product such as yours. Right. Well, and so that's interesting. I'm not sure that a lot of small businesses actually spend time, you know, pondering that sort of thing, nor do they necessarily spend time actually developing their brand. It's often an afterthought or something that they sort of fell into and they don't allow it to evolve in any way. So what what are the consequences to small businesses not actually attending to this in the same way big business does? Well, big business has mastered it. And, and I went through the example of walking down a, a uh, grocery store aisle. You've got all these marketing powerhouses that are fighting for our attention and they're driving their, their product pitches and, and branding um, down our throats. Um, small business can really have an advantage in trying the same thing visually with their small local uh, face-to-face, if that's if it's a retail kind of thing, uh, their face-to-face branding. Um, take a, a store that may sell soap or candles, for example. It, you know, you've got the aroma that you experience when you walk in the door that you can't get from a product catalog from, you know, a, a big, um, you know, a big soap manufacturer, what have you. Mm-hmm. Um, you can't smell that from a from a television ad or or a print ad. Um, but you can set the stage and the experience as someone walks into your business, or even in your presentations, your your uh, public speaking. You can really set the tone for your brand by allowing a certain brand personality to to come out through through your presentations. And um, it's it's is easy as it could possibly be to develop that if you've identified what it is that's unique about your brand. And every business on the planet uh, has the opportunity to be unique in their own way. It doesn't matter their size, whether they're, um, you know, large uh, Fortune 500 or whether they're just a solopreneur business, you have a unique story and you need to bring that to the surface and be bold enough to build your business around that. And once you identify that, putting the branding pieces together gets a lot easier and, and more more fun, actually, in the process. It really can be fun, too. Um, mm-hmm. I have to ask you to hold on for one moment. Sure. 
You're listening to Act Local, Marketing for Small Business with my guest today, Mitch Dowd. And we'll be back right after this. Act Local is the place where busy entrepreneurs like you gain more ideas, more understanding, and more knowledge about why and how harnessing the Internet gives them the power to bring their business to the next level. Kaylin returns after a short break with more strategies and techniques to develop your inner warrior. We'll be right back. Once there was a smart baby boomer that loved her business. She knew that to grow it, she would need marketing. So she went for a search on the internet and came across all sorts of social media. She went on all the sites and opened accounts, but after starting profiles on all of them, she began to feel overwhelmed. To do all the marketing experts told her to do was just too big a task. She needed a change. Because she was a smart entrepreneur, she chose two of the popular social media sites to market her business. But after months and months, it didn't seem to make any difference. And she saw other savvy business owners using different sites here and blogging over there. When suddenly, she noticed more clever baby boomers going to iKalen.com and leaving so happy, she just had to see for herself. iKalen.com helped her make a marketing plan to grow her business that wasn't too big and wasn't too little. It was just right. So close to you right now. Welcome to Act Local, marketing for small business with your host, Kaylin Amadio. Kaylin helps smart, savvy, and motivated business owners like you kick it up a notch online, even if you've tried and been disappointed before or technology just isn't your thing. Act Local will leave you with more ideas, more understanding, and more knowledge about why and how harnessing the internet gives you the power to bring your business to the next level. And now here's your host, digital media maven, Kaylin Amadio. Hey now, this is Kaylin Amadio, and you are listening to Act Local Marketing for Small Business with my guest today, Mitch Dowell. Now, Mitch, the next question I have for you has... um, I have some love in my heart for this aspect of, uh, of marketing, and it has to do with graphic design. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I have a graphic designer that I absolutely love working with. She's a genius, and it still amazes me to this day, no matter how many projects I work on with her, that I can give her words, and I can tell her how I feel about something, and she can actually take my feelings and my words and put something down on paper that represents it. Mm-hmm. It's it's such magic. But many small businesses don't don't bother to take it to that step. You know, they pull clip art out of Microsoft mm-hmm. or or they do, you know, all kinds of simple and inexpensive things. Tell me that they're missing out. Please tell me they're missing out. You know, it's interesting because the the very first thing that a target audience sees it is the visual presentation. It, it when someone comes into a networking event, you, you see them walk into the door. You already um, make and you, you come to a, a first a judgment or opinion of them before they even open their mouth to say the first word. Mm-hmm. Graphic graphic design is the same thing, just visually, and it's it's fascinating. 
that the first thing that a target audience sees is often one of the last things that a, a small business focuses on. Right. Um, because it, it just is an afterthought. There's this this build it and they will come mentality, which <laughs> which doesn't always work. You know, it, you've, well, it can't work. <clears throat> I mean, just think about it. It absolutely yeah. does not work. It's it's like taking dancing lessons. You know, you can take dance dancing lessons and become a great dancer, but you know, once you walk into the dance hall, you have to convince somebody to dance with you, <laughs> and th- and they may not see your skills until you know until you're successful in doing that. So um, with graphics, it's it's very similar. Um, it's that uh, it's the the perfume that you smell, but it, it's the visual graphics that people are going to make an impression that you're going to make an impression with good or bad in front of your target audience that, that can really make them decide whether or not to move forward and do business with you. I'm sure you've been to a website before that may not look very appealing and you just look at it at first glance and you're like, ugh. Right. Yeah. You hit and, the back button. And you're like, do I, do I really want to do business with this type of company yeah. or, yeah. or the same thing with a business card or a brochure, anything that's being left behind you know, we have a certain standard, whether we realize it or not, in our culture of, of what to expect from a company based on the caliber of design uh, that they that they use to represent themselves. Yeah, I, I agree completely. Yeah. And um, the other thing is, uh, I, I was talking about emotions. When you try to do it yourself, I mean, I like to dabble in graphic design, but I'm not a graphic designer. There's a huge mm-hmm. difference between when a professional actually tackles the job um, versus when I tackle the job or any other, you know, small business owner tries to do it on their own. And there's yeah. there's nothing wrong with, the, you know, a little bootstrapping and, and a little, you know, holding the place of mm-hmm. what the vision's going to be. But there's really something to be said for bringing a professional in and and they can capture so much about your business, you know, your movement and your mission and why you do what you do literally in a logo. People just don't realize that. Mm -hmm. And and a logo is a good example. A logo is a centerpiece of all of your marketing. It'll be on every business card, every print ad on your website. And it's the one thing that's going to uh, be the most memorable uh, about a brand or at least consistently, uh, be memorable to a target audience because they're going to see it the most on, on all of your right. materials. Um, you know, the do it yourself, uh, approach is it's a tricky, uh, minefield, <laughs> you know, as business owners, we like to watch, you know, watch our business expenses and marketing and design expenses don't always have the most immediate ROI. You know, we, there's a lot of do it yourself tools on the market and they advertise themselves as being easy to use tools, but, it's, you know, sometimes it's not as easy as it is advertised to be. Right. Um, great graphics and great visual branding does look easy from the outside looking in, and it should if it's done right. But it doesn't mean that there's not a process involved. Um, you mentioned the relationship that you have with your graphic designer, which which sounds great. You know, the professional designers do this for a living. They They work off adjectives. You can throw them a bunch of adjectives and they can visually piece it together yeah. in a manner that's unique. And they, they do it for a living. And it's graphics is just not all fun and games and pretty artwork. There's a lot of problem solving involved. There's a lot of strategic thinking involved that that doesn't get seen on the surface. Mm-hmm. 
And you have to recognize that graphic designers are there to help you solve your strategic branding problems, not just to make you look pretty. Right, right. <laughs> and uh, and um, it, that's not something that the do-it-yourselfer can always easily do themselves because the deeper they get in, the more involved they, they realize that it, it can be. Right. Tell, tell me what you think about the evolution of a brand or a logo. I mean, sometimes we get, you know, some of the, the really big brands, you can recognize their, their logo. They're embedded in your soul. You know, you know mm -hmm. who they are, you know what colors it is. If somebody showed it to you and in the wrong colors, you'd know it. But sometimes, not always, brands also like to bring their logos and evolve them over mm -hmm. time. Um, and sometimes there's backlash about that. Sometimes it you know upsets people to see it change. How how do you mm -hmm. feel about that? The evolution well, of a of a brand. I'll give you two examples. Um, the Gap logo is a very good example. It's a, a few years ago they changed their logo to you know pivot into the next chapter of their <laughs> their business. And there was a lot of backlash. People didn't didn't like the new the new look, the new change. Mm -hmm. And uh, but you take the Coca-Cola logo for example, the the one I'm referring to is the uh, the cursive kind of old style right, uh, logo, right. which which I think they they chose that or they developed that back in the late 1800s, and here we are, 2015, and it's still it's still on their product. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, so you're talking about two examples where where the Coca-Cola brand really hasn't evolved much from a, a logo uh, evolution standpoint over the past 100 plus years. And then you've got a younger company like The Gap who's who's trying to evolve through the times and through the trends. Of course, they're more in, in fashion and, and, and they have to evolve. But people don't like change or they don't like change that they're not expecting. And right, yeah. when they have a connection with a brand, when they buy that brand throughout the years, they want the brands to evolve with them, um, but not to evolve without their permission. Right. <laughs> so, um, or, so, or what seems to be apparently for no reason. Yeah. yeah. So, so some of these brand evolutions that um, catch people off guard or by surprise are usually brand evolutions where th the companies don't explain during the launch or relaunch what exactly it is that they're trying to achieve, um, and 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 how how it still connects with their target audience. Uh, it, it's fascinating when companies re relaunch or evolve their logos because there is a lot of kicking and screaming from the target market. But sometimes it you know it makes sense. Right, right. To, I guess it. I guess it's um it's a broader picture. You know, it's it's what's the what direction is the company trying to go? People don't always realize, especially in the small business market. You know, Main Street right. USA and mom and pop. They they don't think of their branding in terms of the overall uh, direction that they're trying to take their company. Sometimes they, they don't, they haven't even defined if they have a direction. They just exist day in right. and day out. So it, right. your branding and marketing can really be part of a much broader plan of where you want to take your company over time. Right. And a lot of the a lot of the clients that we deal with, the small businesses have, have already existed for a few years and they perhaps went the do it yourself route or maybe the first two or three years of the business, they were getting their footing in the industry and they weren't quite sure what their unique story was. Mm -hmm. So our phone starts to ring when that light bulb goes off or when that when it's 
when they recognize that, okay, we need to go back to square one and, and create a, a consistent story. Um, you know, it's great to have those that, that come our way who want us to create it from scratch, from the beginning before they go into a public launch. But it's mostly the folks who have, you know, the business owners who have tried to go their own route and they just realize that it's a big time suck and they, they're not the best cut out to, <laughs> to do that kind of yeah, work. Yeah. They're not equipped yeah. really to, to do it justice. Right. The kind of justice that a professional would have. And I have, right. I have one last question for you because you've used this word a couple of times. You've used the word story mm-hmm. and um, you know, in marketing circles that can be a buzzword, but for the rest of the world, it's, it's not necessarily, they don't necessarily get it. And especially I, I, a lot of my clients are over 50 and their approach to business can be very different to what customers expect businesses to be today. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't occur to them to tell their story. So can you just um, educate us a little bit on why story is important in our branding? Stories connect with people. They connect with people at the human level uh, compared to, say, just a bunch of marketing bullet points in a a, brochure or whatever. People want to hear. People want to see themselves in a in a product marketing campaign or or a business campaign. They want to feel a, rec- a recognition there or some kind of connection there with the brand. And and that's often done a lot through storytelling type of marketing. And, and, and you're right, storytelling is this very diluted word right now. It's a very buzzword, yeah. <laughs> very overused buzzword right now in the marketing world. But but it is. It, for a good reason. I mean, it, it makes sense. Um, when you, when you learn to market your products and brand your products in a, a storytelling kind of a way and not a long winded way, right. but, but in a way that connects with your target audience in a language that they can understand the chances of having a more engaged audience are a lot higher. And, and having brand advocates go out there and say, Hey, you know, this, you know, so-and-so's company, they may be small, but they've, you know, they've really got a good pitch here. You know, they, you know, this is what they can solve and, and, and they can provide value to, um, that may not connect with branding and marketing. That is just very down your throat, bullet point driven kind of buzzword heavy marketing, right. <laughs> you know, the, the which sto- is very old school. I know people don't, yeah. don't like to hear it, but the, the world has changed. Look outside your window. Mm-hmm. And the world has changed quite a bit, and the way we communicate with one another has changed. And there's right. there's not a lot of privacy anymore, thanks to the internet and social media. So people can really see the mistakes that you make, you know, in your business as well as your successes. And if you can get them to buy in to what you're doing as a company, they're they're going to be much more on your side then if you never got them to buy in and you've, and you've made a mistake here and a mistake there, they're, you know, they'll let you hang yourself. Yeah. You know, the marketing world has gotten more human over the years and and especially with social media, it's always been human, but it, um, you know, brands are expected to be social (laughs) and not, not mechanical uh, marketing machines that we've been in, in our older days. Um, so there, so that's where the storytelling, uh, priority comes from is being a brand that is not just a bunch of robots on the other end of a call center, but, you know, a, a story driven company. Um, 
you, you know, it's a very human platform and playing field right now. And you're right. You can see it in every business Twitter feed and, and Instagram uh, accounts. And, and it's a beautiful thing. It's what consumers want. But there's a lot of responsibility that goes with it in a, in a different frame of mind when it comes to marketing and branding that small businesses need to, to be aware of. Excellent. That's, that's a great place to, to end this conversation. That was excellent mm-hmm. advice. Indeed. <laughs> Mitch Dowell, founder and creative director of Branding Experiences. How can people get in touch with you? Well, brandingexperiences.com is the best place to start. Um, you can find great examples of our work and some of our, our story and our client stories, or you can catch us on Twitter or Instagram under the username at brandingexp. And um, you can see what we're all about. And um and we'd be happy to share some stories with you from some of our clients and some of the, the great stories from brands out there that aren't clients that we just feel are doing an excellent job because that's everybody's a branding machine these days. Yeah. <laughs> and there's not always reason to reinvent the wheel. You can mm-hmm. uh, take a successful brand that you admire and find ways to adapt it to to your business. You know, tell your stories, but but use, uh, use good examples and it'll make the world uh, of marketing easier for you and you don't have to reinvent the wheel so i encourage you all to go over to brandingexperiences.com and look at mitch's work and uh, some of the standouts that he points out and mitch i thank you for joining us today thanks kaylin i appreciate it you're quite welcome and welcome to come back anytime i love talk talking marketing and branding you can tell i'm sure <laughs> and those of you out there you've been listening to act local marketing for small business you know every tuesday afternoon at 1 p.m eastern We bring you another wonderful guest like Mitch Dowell at uh, Branding Experiences so that I can extract the golden nuggets from them, as I like to say, so that you can apply them to your business and bring you at least one step closer to prosperity. So until next time, I very much would like you to take care. Join Kaylin for more marketing madness each week on Act Local Marketing. It will leave you with more ideas, more understanding, and more knowledge about why and how harnessing the internet gives you the power to bring your business to the next level. Act Local Marketing for Small Business goes live every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Eastern and can be found on iTunes, Stitcher, Podbean, and at actlocalmarketing.com. Have a question for Act Local? Email Kaylin at ask at actlocalmarketing.com. That's A-S-K at actlocalmarketing.com. And she may answer you right on air. Make sure to include your name and business website for a free shout out. Don't forget to tell your friends and colleagues about Act Local and leave Kaylin a review at the iTunes store. See you next time on Act Local Marketing for Small Business.